I don't set high expectations for myself, so I don't generally get disappointed. I figure coloring should be about enjoying what you're doing. Coloring is meant to be a hobby. It's meant to be relaxing. It's meant to be enjoyable. So why stress yourself out too much about it? Name? Selena Gascoigne. Name on Instagram? Colored by me. Age? 39. Lives in? Melbourne, Australia. Family? Two daughters and a partner I live with. Favourite colouring book? Right now, probably Mysteria. Favourite pencils? Polychromos. Hello everyone and welcome back to a new episode of Passionista Colorista podcast with me Isabel. Uh, a podcast about my passion for adult coloring books, uh, which is a passion that I share with a lot of others, <laughs> hopefully you that are listening right now. And I know I share it with my guest today, Selina. Welcome. Thank you. I can't remember who it was, but someone called you the fairy godmother of this community. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sherry. <laughs> How did that feel to be called that? <laughs> A little strange, but Sherry loves Disney movies and stuff. So it's kind of, I'm grateful to her for seeing me that way. But I'm just the same as everybody else. Before we start to... Call, talk about all the coloring stuff. Can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself? Who are you? I'm a mum of two teenage girls, which is a lot of fun. I have been using Instagram for close to seven, eight years now. I found a whole other community with photography and enjoyed taking photos. I prefer to be on this side of the camera than the other side. And I think having that experience through photography made it a lot easier to get into the colouring community through Instagram. I work part-time to full-time hours, which is quite flexible for a bit some around my kids. And I live with their father for the last 20 years, but we're not married. And how did this uh, colouring book thing started for you? About three or four Christmas, oh, probably four Christmases ago, my stepmom bought my sister and I a coloring book and some pencils. And I pretty much come home and put it in a drawer and I left it there for nearly a month. And my girls at the time were drawing with some old pencils and stuff I had around the house. So I decided to get out the coloring book and join them. And what book was it? It's a Kaiser craft book which is some random book from a store in Australia. And what pencils did you use from start? I had a set of Derwent Artist pencils that a friend gave me for helping her out with some computer stuff. And they were unopened as well. And so they just sat in a drawer and I decided to get both out and start colouring. How was it, the first attempt in the books? I thought it was good at the time. <laughs> but it, it was pretty bad. It's right at the bottom of my feed, so you can see it if you wanted to have a look. <laughs> but what was it that got you caught? I used to like drawing as a kid, like a lot of drawing at, at school and stuff. I used to 
do more drawing and scribbling than I did at probably schoolwork. And I've kind of done a lot of hobbies over the years, but colouring is the first one that I've really, really enjoyed and I've stuck to for more than a few years. So I think it's going to be a lifelong hobby. Can you describe the feeling you have when you are sitting in colour? It's just a good way to switch off. I like to just zone out of everything. I normally have either music or the TV going and I half pay attention to that while I colour. So I love it. It's a good way to relax, definitely a good way to relax. How did you use the Durant artists from start? I mean, they're quite hard. They're very hard. I actually got a lot of hand problems and I had to buy all pencil grips and stuff just to use them because I'm quite heavy-handed when I colour. So it was causing a bit of pain and then I was doing all this research and everyone was using Prismacolors or Polychromos and I, I ended up buying a set of Polychromos because I didn't like that everyone was saying the that the Prismacolors were breaking all the time. And uh, Polychromos are your favourites? Yes. I have quite a few sets now, but I always gravitate back to them. What is it about them that you like so much? They just blend really well. I know them without even concentrating. I can pick colours without having to look at swatches. They're my comfortable. How do you use them? Do you hold them in an angle or...? On an angle. I probably do it like most people would write with a pencil, so it's pretty laid back. But then I push hard, so I get, I get quite vibrant colours. I don't. I, I always try to do stop, like softer colouring, and it never looks finished. It always ends up quite vibrant and saturated. But you manage to pre- press hard, although you ha- have it in an angle, because that is more difficult than if you have it up up front up. <laughs> no, not up front. Up, upright. Upright. Yeah. I don't know. I just do. I always have pretty sharp points on them, though. Do you layer a lot? A lot. There's a few. I'm starting to put a few IGTV videos up where I show how I do certain things. And you can sort of see how much goes into just little bits and pieces. Like I coloured a candle holder. And it took me 25 minutes just to colour one of these candle holders because it has so many different layers of pencils. So how do you pick colours for a page? If it's not blue, then it takes more thought. <laughs> Because you like, you like, you love blue. Yes, I love blue. I wear something blue at least every day. <laughs> Nine times out of ten there'll be blue in my colouring. But my last page had no, no blue in it at all. So this one I'm colouring now is nearly all blue. So you know your your blues, the blues in the Polychromos sets very well. Yes. <laughs> so which ones are your favourites? I like the light, middle and the normal Pathlo blue, I think it is. They are my favourite. I've gone through quite a few of those so far. So do you start with the lightest or with the darkest? I generally go from lightest to darkest and then back the other way. I find working from light to dark easy to get things in position or where it needs to be. And then I blend back the other way to give the smooth finish. Do you use a blender or something in the end, or do you blend with a pencil? Depends on what I'm doing. Like um, sometimes in the background, I'll use a blending solution just to speed things up in the background because I I hate doing backgrounds. It's also why I generally do them first. But when I'm coloring like everything else, if I need to blend something, I normally use the Caran d'Ache white. 
to blend with. It works really well with a with a polychromos. But it lights lights it up a bit because it's quite white. Yeah, but if I do so when I do light to dark, I'll do a layer of light middle tones, dark tones, and then I'll blend the lighter colors, and then I'll work backwards. So then I'll go from the darkest part of a pa- uh, the, the flower, say, and then I'll go from the darkest back to the light. And because I've blend in between with the white, it seems to smooth things out. And then the, the top colors, I get that saturation back. Oh, okay. So that's not the last step for you. It's the in in between step. Yes. But you said it was harder when you're not using the blues when you are picking colors for a page. So how do you do then when you pick colors? So like with the page I'm doing now. I'm just trying. I was trying to find something that would work with the blue, so I've gone with some purple to add in the purple and some turquoise colors to add in as well. But gold always looks good with blue. Do you know when you start a new page how how you want it to look? Most of the time, I do. Sort of when I'm coloring one page, I know what I'm going to be coloring next, so I start to sort of mull through some ideas why I'm coloring my current page. It just saves time. I'm not wasting time in between pages trying to think of what to do. Do you test out color combos on a swatch paper or do you just know what goes together? So if I'm printing a page, I generally print out a, like a spare print on just a normal photocopier paper. And from there on the photocopying page, I will try things if I need to and just blend colors together to see what looks good. And uh, where do you find inspiration? The colouring community gives a lot. I like to do things people haven't coloured a, a lot more than when it's been coloured a lot by other people. But talking to people like the badass colouring team I colour a lot with, talking with them generally gives me a lot of inspiration. They they give me a lot of want to try harder. They inspire me, I think, to try harder. And uh, this badass colouring team, what is that? It started a while back, probably about a year ago, promoting a page for an artist. And then from there, it just sort of snowballed. And we've been doing a lot of promo colouring for different artists along the way. And it's just basically it's just a group of friends that have come together with like-minded ideas and personalities and a lot of talented ladies in that group. So how much do you colour together, this badass team? In the past year, I think we've probably done about eight, nine pages together. At least one a month, basically. We're trying to slow things down a little bit at the moment because it's been a lot. And there's a lot of us that want to do some stuff we just enjoy as well. But they are really good ladies. They are really talented ladies that inspire so much creativity. And it's good to just bounce ideas of each other because there is so much passion for coloring so much creativity that these ladies are amazing how much contact do you have do you talk with them every day at least half of them at, at least every day and within our main group chat it just depends on like if we have a coloring together at the time we, we're constantly talking it's been a little bit quiet since we finished our last one up but we're all trying to complete a book between us at the moment so we're we're chatting again quite often. I know that you like to help illustrators to promote their upcoming books. 
Yeah, I do. A lot of the artists that we've been helping, I really admire. They are quite talented artists. They draw some amazing pictures. And I figure I have, between myself and all the other ladies that are in that badass colouring team, there's quite an audience that we reach. So why not help when we can? So how how much questions do you get from illustrators? I mean, I, I guess you can't say yes to everyone. No, um, I am learning to say no. There was a time there when I said yes to everything and it was driving me a little bit crazy because I just don't have the time to colour everything that they want me to colour as well as the stuff I want to colour. I think I've maybe completed three pages for myself this year so far and we're nearly halfway through the year. Okay, this maybe is a bit rude to ask, but do you ever have to buy any book for yourself? Or do you get the books all the time? I do get some given to me. Like I get quite a few actually given to me. But I like to purchase them as well. And if I end up with doubles, I like to pass them on. Kind of like that um, pay it forward sort of thing. Like to, I like to be able to share. I've given a couple away through competitions early on. I've given a few away to friends. I'll send one on if I can. It just sort of depends on what's going on. How many books do you have? Way too many. <laughs> <laughs> I have slowed down in the past year. I haven't bought anywhere near as many. I'm trying to hold out for more books that I actually really think I'm going to get around to colouring one day rather than just buying everything as everybody else is. I think it's close to nearly 100 now. But are they all uncolored? Because you you colour a lot on printed paper. Do you ever colour directly in the books? Yeah, I do colour um, directly in the book sometimes. I generally like to get at least one per book done because I like to test out the paper and see how it is. I haven't done a lot in the books this year, though. I just prefer the, the Strathmore Tone paper. Like, I love the, the Strathmore Tone grey. I get better effects on that than I do in a book, but sometimes the books are inevitable. You have to colour in them sometimes. What does the, the tone paper... How does it uh, change the possibilities? Why is the results uh, getting better? It has uh, quite a lot of tooth in it. So colouring skin, for instance, which I love to do, I can colour layer upon layer with the, the Carandy Arch pencils I use for skin. And I've never come to come to a, a point where I can't put any more uh, colour down. Sorry, I can't get any more colour down on the paper, so I just keep going until I'm satisfied with the lay down of pencils and the look of what I've got. So you can do more layers. Are there other? Um, it's really great for making white pop because if you do try to make white pop in a book, you've got to pretty much leave it uncolored to make it pop. The, um, the Strathmore paper, you can add white on top of other layers of pencils and still get that pop of color. And this was gray? Yeah, I prefer the gray. Why do you like the gray? I think because I use blue so much, I, I prefer the gray. I find the grey works better for cooler colours and the tan works better for warmer colours. But then sometimes I get confused and forget and just do the, do the grey because I like the grey anyway. Do you need to have a good printer for this? No, any printer will print the Strathmore toned paper because it's still quite thin, but it's thick enough to give you enough coverage for paper. Do you just use uh, pencils or do you mix medium? Medium? Uh, 99% of the time it's pencils. I've tried using markers, I've tried using pastels and I always go back to pencils because I like the control of pencils compared to everything else. How long does it take for you to finish a page? 
roughly about two weeks. And two weeks, how much coloring time do you have during two weeks? It depends on how much chatting I'm doing at night time. But um, <laughs> I generally, I have about three hours worth of coloring each night. And it just depends on whether I'm distracted and chatting or I'm just, just distracted in general. But on average, I'd probably say it's about two hours a night I get done. So you, your coloring time are during the nights? Yes. I get a little bit of time on the, on the weekends, but it just depends on what I'm doing with my family or what's going on. And where do you sit when you color? In my lounge room, I have a little table. I generally sit with the on the couch and color. I don't have a desk or anything yet, so I, I would like to have a desk and somewhere I can leave it. But with a couple of cats and limited space, I don't have a permanent setup. So you take it out and put it back every night? Yes. If I leave it up, I'll either find one of my cats trying to chew on my pencils or sitting sitting on my colouring, which is never fun. <laughs> well, it's funny if you post a picture of it, <laughs> for us at least. With my white cat, you wouldn't even see the colouring. He's so big. <laughs> so the cat, cats like to be around when you are colour? Yes. Yeah. I normally have one sitting next to me at, at all times. Because you do so many pictures on uh, printed paper, what do you do with the pictures after? Do you frame it and put them on the wall? I framed one and I gave it to a friend because she really wanted one. Um, but most of them sit in a little display book, which is acid-free and all that sort of stuff. So they should stay quite undamaged for quite a while. Do you have friends in real life that come and color with you? I have a few. I um, Some really good friends of mine were colouring, but they normally colour like mandalas and they still love the Joanna Basford sort of books and all that sort of stuff. They don't like the people sort of colouring like I do. But I generally have – I have one friend I had from school who likes to colour what I like to colour and we try to catch up every other month or so and we have a day of just colouring. Why is it important for you to support the illustrators? Without them, we wouldn't have pages to colour. I used to like drawing, but drawing takes so much time and so much effort and to get those pictures to look absolutely amazing. I'd rather just colour them. They can do the hard part. I'll do the easy part. But I just like to help them. If they're, if I think they're someone special, I like to colour their stuff when I can. I, I like to get their artwork seen because it helps support their, their hobbies or interests or profession, whatever they're doing it for. You said that Mysteria... Is your favorite right now? Yeah, at the moment. Yeah, I know it changes. <laughs> Always. <laughs> what is it about uh, that book that you like so much? They're just really beautiful drawings. I love the faces, all the different elements inside it. It's just it's a really hot book right now, and, and her and her new book as well. It's really quite popular. I think she's probably one of the leading illustrators out there right now, Anastasia. You colour a lot of faces. Is that what you like most to colour? Yes. I started colouring faces just over three years ago. It actually popped up the other day to show me my first face. And it was a Hannah Hannah Carlson book. And there's just been something about them I'd really love to do. And so I'm trying to get better at uh, try and get better at them. I'd love to one day have them look so realistic they'd actually look like photos, but... Everyone has to have a goal, right? But you, I mean, your faces are amazing. 
<laughs> Thank you. I mean, we we are a lot of people admiring your pages. Are you yourself happy with the result when you finished? I generally am. I don't set high expectations for myself, so I don't generally get disappointed. I figure coloring should be about enjoying what you're doing. Coloring is meant to be a hobby. It's meant to be relaxing. It's meant to be enjoyable. So why stress yourself out too much about it? There's enough stress and heartache in the world. Why worry about why worry about all that stuff being so negative in, in coloring? I once asked you on Instagram, I think, because you do these colorings for other people or to promote different artists. If you ever get stressed when you were coloring, and you said no, <laughs> why? It's all <laughs> it's always just enjoyable. It is. I don't often get stressed out. I'm pretty laid back, and I I struggle with people who are who are stress heads. I can't I can't understand the the need to be so stressed out all the time. I mean, I know sometimes it's not a choice, but I figure if it's something you can't change. Why stress about it? It'll sort itself out or you do something to sort it out. And colouring has got to be the least stressful thing in the world because it's meant to be for fun. What is it that makes you like to colour faces? I think at the start it was because not everybody was colouring faces. It was something different. But faces for me, I love colouring faces and hair. And if there's a face and a hair and fa- – oh, sorry, there's a face with hair – And very few flowers, I'm happy. I try to avoid flowers at all costs, but they're just about in every page. <laughs> Why don't you like flowers? They're my favorite. I don't know. They're repetitive. I get bored, I think. <laughs> It's why generally why I do backgrounds first. I try to do my least favorite things first in a page so I can enjoy the end of it because I find if um, I leave the things I don't like to last, I get really distracted very easily because I don't want to color them. <laughs> Do you have pictures that, uh, I mean, unfinished pictures that you will never finish? I think I think I've got two in three and a half years. That's not much. No, I generally like to finish things. <laughs> and do you do one picture at a time, or do you have several whips? Most of the time, I do one at a time. If it's um, like earlier in the year, I was doing one for Modern Coloring's latest book. And so I was coloring that because she had to have it done to finish her book. Like it was, it's a secrets of coloring book. And so I was showing how to do my glitter tutorial, and I was coloring that, and I was coloring a Grazia Selvo page at the same time that was promoting her new book. So I was doing both at the same time, and it gets very confusing because I don't leave things out. I have to pack everything up, so I have to keep pencils separate. I have to, I, I learnt to keep notes of what I'm using. What are your best tips for coloring faces for beginners? Try and find some reference pictures. I find if you have at least something to try and look at, you can get a good idea of the way the shadows fall on faces. Because everyone's faces are so different, there's so many different dips and hollows and places shadows can fall. So if you get a face at least at least looks similar to what you're coloring, It gives you a good idea of where to start. Do you use reference photos when you do faces? Sometimes. It just sort of depends. If I have a really good idea of what I what I want to do, I normally just sort of wing it. 
but like um, the page I'm coloring at the moment, I found a, re- a couple of reference photos for what I'm after because she's got this little smirk happening. So it's not something I've colored before. And the hair, you do amazing hair. What uh, do you have any good tips for beginners? Yes, use very sharp pencils. <laughs> you want to have a decent, like the, your lightest color is a base layer, and from there very sharp pencils and lots of light like feathery sort of strokes to give you the look of hair do you blend hair not often i sort of yeah i start with a base layer add in from light to dark and then if i need to i'll add in some highlights on top but i don't sort of blend it because you lose all the definition of all those different pencil strokes now i can't remember if it was hair or yeah i think it was hair or it of if it was fur i have the same problems with both of those uh that i was uh admiring one of your pictures and I couldn't figure out what I did wrong and you suggested more variation uh, and I think that was really good advice can you tell me more about variation and the needs of that yes anytime I color hair I, I use at least six or seven colors and with fur the best way you can do fur is actually get a reference photo you want to sort of watch the way the fur moves because Because it's all over their body, it goes in a million and one different directions. Hair, at least, has a flow. It's always going down and or out of the head. Yeah, I agree. A reference photos is very good when you do fur. But hair, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just depends on the picture. Like um, the Hannah pages, they're always in little clumps of shapes. So you can just do one shape at a time and follow the shape. Then you have pages like Grazia's who... Her hair is always quite long and flowing, so you kind of just got to go with it because it's all the way down in, or in waves. Then you have Laura, Laura Colors too. She has these amazing drawings, the be- such beautiful faces, but the hair, she generally likes to do curly hair. So it's all different. You just sort of got to follow the, the style of the artist. They generally give you some sort of guidelines on what direction their hair is going. So you need to to leave some space between the strokes. Yes. So if I start with like my lightest color, I won't have it all touching. There'll be like a little space in between each stroke. And then the next color will sort of fill in some of the spaces, but still have space in between. You want to spread out your colors. So they're not just clumps of one color at a time. You want to blend in as many different colors as you can um, to give you your general overlook, over, um, overall look of whatever color you're going for what are your favorite uh, hair colors to draw color i have a thing for redheads at the moment but i'm still trying to perf- to perfect the perfect blonde like like a light blonde hair that one i find really hard yeah why is blonde so hard i don't know i find yellows hard all the time but blonde hair is really hard it always comes out too golden when i do it What colors do you use? For blonde, I've been trying to use lately. Hang on, let me find it. I have a list. So it uses ivory, light yellow osher, brown osher, burnt sienna, walnut, and dark sepia. But it's still not quite right. Another thing that you do really good, I think, is gold, metal. So what are your best Tips for beginners at gold. You need to have a place for shine. So you want to have a white highlight somewhere. It sort of seems to give you that 
look of metal. But I also use black in the darkest parts because metal always has reflective surfaces, but it also has those parts that don't shine at all. Do you start with the lightest or darkest color? Yeah, with the gold, I normally start with um, the palest yellow I use, which is dark Nepal's yellow. Oh, sorry, Osha. It's a, quite a mid-tone yellow. And then I add a light yellow Osha and then a brown. And then I use burnt umber and black. But I generally blend my gold with the white luminescence pencil. Do you ever leave white? I mean, maybe that's a bad question because you don't color in the book so much. If you color, leave white paper or if you color uh, with white pencil. I still color it white. <laughs> I always like to color it white. I figure if you're going to color in a book, it still needs to be colored. And white, even white still has shadows. So you still need to put in a little bit of gray or you need to put in a little bit of cream, whatever you're sort of going for. And when you color in the books, do you cover the lines with white? The last time I tried to cover the lines was in a Hannah book as well, and I used Posca. I used a little bit of markers, and then I colored with a blunt polychromos over the top to try and blend in the color to the, what I was already colored on the page. And how did it work? It worked okay. It took a long time to do it, which is why I prefer paper. <laughs> printouts rather than in the book <laughs> because it's much easier to come on the lines. Another thing that you like is bouquet backgrounds. Yeah, I really like it because that comes from my photography sort of history. I spent a lot of time trying to perfect that with photography and macro photography and stuff like that. And then this, I just decided one day to try and put it into one of my pictures. And I've been trying to perfect that over the years. Still haven't quite got to that one either. It sort of needs to be more blurred out than what I do, I think. I think I actually still have them really quite defined. It's really difficult, especially with, I think, with pencils, because what you want is this blurry, uh, shiny circle thingy in the background. Yes, because <laughs> it, it's unfocused light. So it needs to be sort of blurry because it's out of focus. How do you do your backgrounds okay i just start drawing circles and filling them in and then the best thing you can do or the most important part of doing these sort of backgrounds is making sure the background around the circle is always darker than your circle because the circles are meant to be light like a source of light that's unfocused light in the background and now i want to talk a bit about the the page you were mentioning before with the lights different light sources because I think it's unbelievable. How did you do that, Paige? I um, started with one candle and thought, okay, this is okay. But then I decided to get all the flowers done because I don't like flowers. And then from there, I filled in the other candles, blocked out the background, and then I was stuck. So I actually made my teenage daughter stand in front of me and we turned off all the lights and I got her to hold her phone in different positions to actually get the right lighting effect from all the different angles. And then I merged all the photos together to give me one photo so I could kind of work it all out in my head. <laughs> so your daughter were, were the model for that page? Yes. <laughs> she thought, thought I was a little bit crazy, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so you you lit candles that she was holding? or? No, I actually just got her to hold her phone 
with the torch on the back and directed it in different directions. So I tried to get her to hold the phone where the candles were in the picture to give me an idea of where the light source was coming from. And because there was four candles, four, five, I can't remember, I had to move, keep moving it around, keep moving the torch around to try and get it to work because it had light coming from one candle and then another light coming from another candle. It was really quite confusing to try and work out. So seeing it before me was actually a lot easier. So how did you do the glass bubble around it? So I sort of tried to make it as dark as possible without actually just making it one solid colour. I found some inspiration on Pinterest. I went looking for little glass holders and tried to find something similar. And I come across a picture that had something similar in the colours I was after. So from there, I just sort of adjusted it to make it look the way I wanted. But most of that comes down to that white pencil on tone tan paper, or tone grey paper it was. It really helps make the white pop. I wonder if you could do this in the book, get this result. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> it's always easier to get the white to pop. Yeah, but how did you do the background? It's really, really dark, but it it doesn't look black. I mean, it's like black purple. Most of the background is a layer of sepia and then a layer of black. And then around each of the little candles, the, the crystal domes or whatever they are called, it's like a deep, oh, the same colour as her dress. One of those colours is around it, so it gives it sort of the glowy sort of look. Which picture of the one you ones you have done so far are you most happy with? The candle page is one of my favourites. Other than that, I'm not sure. But this new one, this new candle page is probably my favourite overall. You should put that on your wall. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> How did you become so good? Just practice, I think. And patience. I think patience is the biggest key to getting the results I do because I figure I'm putting all this time and effort and money into the pencils and everything I buy to, to colour. Why rush it? When you get bored in the middle of a picture, I just assume that happens to you as well. How do you manage to still just keep going and not start another whip or not rushing it? That's why I do the least favorite parts first. But if I get bored with something, I generally have a Netflix day. <laughs> I just sort of zone out and watch TV for a day or so. When I get bored, I generally avoid coloring. So I try not to get myself bored. I try to always colour stuff I actually like. I know you get this question a lot. Why don't you have a YouTube channel? Because I colour so slowly. Everyone would go to sleep. It should actually do it. And then I'd help insomniacs all over the world. And all my colouring time is done at night time. I figure if I was filming and editing, it would just take away from my colouring time. And it takes me so long to finish a page anyway. I don't need extra things to take away from colouring. Because you get this question quite a lot. Yes. So I'm trying to do more IGTV little tutorials. I've been asked a few times to do a skin one, so I'll be doing a skin quick video soon. I also know that you actually have a very special book project going on. Yes. Um been trying to get together a group of artists to produce a book that will raise some money from cha for charity. So there's 12 different artists well, they're all drawn um, a portrait picture. So it'll be for sale for six months on Etsy. 
and 10% of all the proceeds will go to the Red Cross. And then from there, after fees and everything are taken out, all the artists will get their cut. I'm doing all this just as a, a love job because I believe in all these artists. They should be more recognised than they are. I thought it was a good way to get out, get their faces out there, get their drawing out there, and hopefully enough people will come around to actually buying this book. So how did you come up with this idea? It sort of snowballed from a few different, like there was a chat going on with a friend of mine and from there I thought, well, this actually be a good idea. And then I thought about adding in the charity option. Laura's actually donating all her proceeds from this book to charity as well, which I thought was really quite amazing. She's such an amazing person. Laura Rafferty? Yes. Sorry. I'm not very good with names. Names are one of the hardest things I find to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> so I have Grazia and Monja, uh, Colour My Dreams. I have Anastasia, Creatively, Ali, Laura, Rafferty, Christina. I don't know how to say her IG name. Sorry. Jennifer Zimmerman from Modern Colouring. Joey from Joey Limart. Dawn Davison who's Dawn Davison Art. Then there's Maria Williams. Tanya Bond is adding a page in. There's a new artist called Tiana. And another new artist I found through Laura is Sarah. Sarah Richard Art, her IG handle is. So there's 12 different faces to to go in the book, and it, I'm hoping it actually makes some money for charity and that quite a lot of people want to buy this book. So when will it be released? On the 1st of July. So all that, all 12 pictures are exclusively available in my book. Can't be found anywhere else, haven't been sold anywhere else, and it's only available for six months. Can you buy it as a printed version or is it uh, PDF? Just PDF because I was trying to keep things at a, at a minimum cost. How much work has this been for you? A lot more than I thought. <laughs> When I started it, I thought it was actually going to be quite easy to do. A little bit naive, I think, but like there was a lot of legal stuff that had to be sorted out because there's so many different artists involved. I needed them, them to sign over their rights to the page for the six months I'm selling it and all that sort of stuff. But it's sort of all coming together now. I've got a few people coloring pages to help promote it as it comes around. So it's just a wait and see sort of project now. I have a friend, Maria, helping me put a lot of it together. I'm calling her my editor because she has access to a lot of computer programs that I don't to edit it together. What does the community mean to me? I mean, you put in a lot of work. The book, but also a lot of on Instagram. You are commenting people's uh, pictures. You are doing the Instagram videos on IGTV. And you are an admin for some coloring Facebook groups. Yeah. Colouring is my happy place, so why not put back when you can? I like to keep it a happy place. I like to be around people that inspire me. I like to be active as possible and interact with all the people that I follow. I follow them all for a reason. I'm not not the biggest one at expressing how I feel, but if you if you get a comment or a like from me, it's because I actually generally like what I'm seeing. It's not because I'm blowing smoke or oh, just saying it for the fun of it. I'm always pretty pretty honest with how I feel. 
So if it's a fantastic, it's because I think it's a fantastic piece. It's not just – it's just because I don't know how to describe exactly what your work's making me feel like. <laughs> how many Facebook groups are you admin in? Three at the moment. Which ones? So I have a group for Anastasia Cordova. I help run a group for Grazia Salvo and I help run a group for Laura Rafferty. Do you have any favorite coloring tools? My sharpener is my favorite thing in the world. I use a Stadler desk sharpener. My daylight lamp is brilliant because I generally color at nighttime, so I try to have it as close to normal light as possible. And my favorite eraser is the Tombow Mono Zero eraser. And what are your best coloring tips? Uh, try not to compare yourself to others because nobody can color like you. Enjoy what you're doing. And if you want to get better at what you're doing, keep practicing and layer a lot. Layering is the best thing you can do to actually get the depth and the color in the pages. Selina, I'm super happy that you joined my podcast and that we, that we could find a, a day and a time because <laughs> you have been busy, I have been busy, and the time zones are very different. Yes. And uh, thank you all that have been listening and goodbye. Bye.